Okay, welcome, Gym Life Podcast, episode number two. Thanks for joining us uh, a week later from our first podcast, and we are ready to rock and roll. Uh, this week flew by. Yeah, 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 super busy. This week flew by. I think I say that like I was busy outside of the podcast, and I wasn't at all. So I have a feeling this is kind of turning into a full time job already, which is a great job to have. Unfortunately, you know, one we don't get paid. We don't for. get paid. For, right, right. No, I love it. I'm just kidding. It's not really a job at all. I actually enjoy the heck out of all this stuff. It was just the momentum and the excitement from our first show. A bit overwhelming. I, I thought it was fantastic, and, and uh, I'm still just tickled pink about it. I mean, it's just this response has been something I guess I didn't anticipate. So. Yeah, I think in the episode, if you remember, and if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. I said, we'll get somewhere around 80 listeners. Right. And um, I think we got 80 in 12 hours. Yep. Um, we're over 160 views just on YouTube alone, which blows my absolute mind. I don't, like, listen, we're not... We're not breaking records here, but for a unpromoted, un, un uh, um, you know, we didn't pay to put it out there, right. kind yeah. of garage type podcast to have 160 yeah. views yeah. in 24 hours pretty cool. is, is yeah. pretty, cool. pretty cool. Um, and then uh, on on Spotify, we've got a bunch of listeners on Spotify. We've got a bunch of subscribers. So um, the response because of our listeners or our gym lifers has been absolutely amazing. Um, and so this week has been chasing down all the yeah. stats and yeah. kind of that kind of stuff. It's and motivating. Then, yeah, it keeps yeah. you moving. Yeah, and then we kind of put that, that question and that Q&A kind of idea out there um, just to kind of see what would happen. And, of course, you know, you're on the Instagram. That blew up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I took a, a mini vacation uh, camping with the family this weekend or part of the weekend anyhow. And, yeah, it was, uh, I was prepping. Just like these other people are prepping for their, their shows, I was prepping for our show. Of course, I had a Miller Lite in one hand and some Oreo cookies in the what other hand. What a great hand, so way to prep. It is a great way to prep, <laughs> yeah. I, sadly, I wouldn't win any contests like that. Well, maybe. Powerlifting and strongman, uh, you know, that doesn't change from time to time. But uh, anyhow, I had a great time getting ready. Uh, I, like you said, it was just a, a flood of good stuff coming in. The questions that we got were great, the requests, and just trying to stay on top of that. I, I probably wrote down more notes, so I'll be doing a little head shift here every few minutes, making sure we get as much as we can on this podcast and certainly we could talk for hours but we'll, we'll try to keep it at the same length we did last time see where we end up and we certainly won't forget about anybody and we'll get them back on the next one but in any case oh quick shout out to uh, Billy Gunther uh, Billy Gunther and the Midwest Riders our lead-in to our show now is, is in thanks to Billy Gunther and if you don't know who these guys are you will soon they're a great band they just released their first album uh, backstory between Billy and I, uh, of course, I met him at the gym. He's a part of my gym life. But go figure. When I met Billy, he was a, a young, maybe a bit, uh, Billy, you might kill me for saying this, but kind of a chubbier guy, you know, trying to be this sexy rock star. Little did I know. Uh, and of course, I run into him years later and he's uh, uh, playing in a band and they're fantastic. And I was like, who the hell are these guys? Come to find out it's Billy. And Anyhow, enough said. I, I contacted Billy. I said, you're fantastic. I went to his album release party about three months ago. We got to talking about the podcast. Of course, Billy said, hey, man, let me do something for you. And he wrote with us the intro, and he sounds like he's working on another one for us, too, and we'll keep that kind of fresh. So it's just a perfect example of uh, gym life, right, and, and meeting people that you probably wouldn't meet anywhere else in your life. I'm not a musician. Yeah. I love music. Yeah. Uh, so to meet somebody like Billy is pretty cool. He even jammed with John Mayer. I saw him on his uh, one of his feeds jamming with John Mayer, and I said, wow, that, this guy's really getting there. So rooting him on the whole way. Yeah, huge shout out to Billy. Like, we asked Billy if we could use a part of one of his songs for the yeah. intro, yeah. and he said, absolutely not. I'm going to write you your own intro, right? Like. <laughs> I right. don't know this guy out, you know, you yeah. met him outside the yeah. gym, you know, in the gym and yeah. it's not like we're the greatest friends of all time, but he goes out of his way and, and writes the intro for us. So yeah, super, yeah, super really big fun. shout out. Really cool, man. Really cool. And I hope he makes it big time and I won't miss the show and, and maybe I'll get a couple backstage passes someday when he's famous. So we'll yeah, I'll see. take him. Yeah. We'll, we'll take him. Yeah, for sure. So anyhow, moving on. Yeah. So real quick, Joe, I have to, uh, we have to make a correction from last week. Yeah. Um, come to find out that uh, some information we put out was incorrect. Yes. And uh, I think it's uh, our due diligence to, to make that correction. Yes, it is true. Um, we would mention Ben Pollock and Hunter Henderson. Uh, of course, we couldn't have mentioned them enough last episode, but it was pretty cool what they did. They would not be the first uh, trifecta or triforce 
uh, as you coined it, uh, bodybuilder, strongman, powerlifter. Uh, that would be Franco Colombo in 1977, going way back in history. We all know Franco as a bodybuilder and Arnold's best friend. Uh, he was a powerlifter in Italy, and he was asked with Lou Ferrigno to do the World's Strongest Man in 1977 for the first release of that, uh, that's, that well, that's when it all started, right? Mm -hmm. World's Strongest Man, so. And, and I think Franco would be second, uh, his second most well-known thing was breaking his leg in the refrigerator carry in that same contest. So in any case, Franco Colombo, God rest his soul, was the first Triforce uh, right. athlete in uh, history of bodybuilding, powerlifting, and strongman. So there you have it. That was a correction from last week. Listen, not going to say that we'll never be wrong. Right, no. But no. I'm always going to be right. Yeah, we make up, may make up a little shit every now and then. Oh, yeah, too, most of yeah, this is yeah. probably half made up. Is it? No, that's... 60% of you, the, maybe. 60% yeah, of the time, right. I'm right all the time. Oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah, only, uh, only believe half of what you hear and... Well, how's that go? None of what you see. Hi, anyhow. None of what you hear, half of what you see. How something that? like that, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So let's jump into these questions. Yeah, so moving on, um, we'll jump into these questions. I think the, the first one that we should probably cover is... Uh, we got a question on the Instagram on the gram about yeah, yeah. Um, if it was possible to become a natural IFBB pro or are PEDs the only option? And I think this is a good question. Um, yeah. In fact, jump right into it. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. we hear this question. I mean, it's not that I get this question a lot because I'm not a bodybuilder, but yeah. being in the gym world, I hear this question a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of got a lot of layers to that, you know, that question, right? It's a yes or no answer, of course, but um, it's got a lot of layers to it. So the answer to your question is, is, is no, it's impossible. Um, it just is. Uh, I'd like to sit here and say that it's possible for a natural guy to get into the IFBB. Listen, the most natural guy on the planet right now is Mike O'Hearn. If in fact, and I believe he is, he seems like a pretty legit guy. Uh, the most natural bodybuilder, and he's, he is the, uh, if anybody knows Michael Hearn, I mean, the guy is massive in his own right. Mm -hmm. He lives the lifestyle. He's a bodybuilder, no doubt. Uh, he's, he claims to be natural, which I have no reason to doubt he is, because if he says so, I'll believe it. Um, that's about as good as you're ever going to see, and even Michael Hearn couldn't step on stage with today's IFBB pro bodybuilders. It's, it's not going to happen. Right. Discouraging, maybe, and I'm sure a lot of young guys don't want to hear that, but listen, let me back up real quick. It doesn't mean that you can't have, go after these, these ideas, right? There's a lot of work to do before you even think about taking PEDs. <laughs> and it's a sad state of affairs we live in right now where these young guys are already thinking about that. Yeah. Are, at, at this young, you know, I'm talking these teenagers and, and nowadays, right? Because you see that more often than not. And, and really, there's a lot of work to be done before they even start thinking about that. The lifestyle itself, there's a lot of growing you can do without performance-enhancing drugs. And, mm -hmm. and it's a shame, unfortunately, it's a part of our culture now, but I certainly hope that that's not a discouraging answer, but at the same time, it's real. And we're not going to bullshit you, or at least I'm not. It, it just isn't going to happen. But listen, there's, there's natural organizations still out there, too. Right. And, and if, if the idea is that you want to be a professional bodybuilder, but you want to be natural, then by all means... OCB is a great organization. They're a natural organization. They just had a big show out in the East Coast this past weekend or two. And, and that's a great route to take. Back when I was younger, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Skip, Skip, Skip LaCour was another big guy in the magazines even. He was acknowledged as a natural bodybuilder. Uh, and he was acknowledged for it. The guy looked fantastic. Was he as big as a lot of the pros? No, but, but he, he was recognized for his hard work, his dedication to the sport, and his lifestyle. And I think if you're a young guy, and you want to stay off that path that's going down, you know, the road down to performance-enhancing drugs, by all means, you should. You really should. Uh, you know, there's other routes you can take, and, and, and I would hope that a lot of these young guys understand that there's a lot of work to do before they even come across that question and have to ask themselves if, if in fact, this is the right step to take for me. Yeah, I think, um, which actually kind of leads into another comment that we got on, an, on, an, on our Instagram. Um, I think, unfortunately... There's a lot of pressure put on on the younger generation, you know, the 17, 18, 19, even through kind of to 27 year olds to sure. to do everything that they do at an elite level. Um, you think like things like Texas football, right? Like there's stories of kids in Texas, 17, 16, yeah. 15 years old, 
that are getting these things from their athletic trainers because it's such a competitive environment there for football. Now, I'm not saying that's true, so nobody come and write in the show and say, Robbie, you're crazy. But, right, right. But I'm saying that the world that we live in, especially in the bodybuilding side of things and even the powerlifting side of things, right? There's untested federations in powerlifting. There's untested federations in bodybuilding. Strongman's for the most part, completely untested, that it lends itself to being the, the easy option. And I think that's a misconception that a lot of young people get. And I think that's kind of what you're leading into is that, listen, like taking performance enhancing drugs, although maybe the only way you can get your IFBB pro card is not the only way that you can get the physique that you right. want. Right. It's not the only way that you can perform in an, in an elite level. That's right. Um, so I think these people have this idea that, they, that they, they're going to take these, this magic pill, you know, these yeah. performance-enhancing drugs, and all of a sudden they're going to have those, you know, those bodies that they're, they're going after. Yeah. When really it is having the right mentality and having the right understanding that you can build muscle. Look, listen, when you're 17 years old, you can build massive amounts of muscle fairly easily. Now you kind of have some things that are working against you. Your metabolism's actually working against you and for you at that age, but your testosterone levels are working for you sure. as opposed That's to right. mine, yeah. right? And mine are, mine are working against me at this point. I'm getting older. Um, so they have some advantages and have some disadvantages, but they can build massive amounts of muscle without performance enhancing drugs. Sure. They can have the bodies they need and perform at an elite level without them. So they're not necessary really for anybody, to be honest. Now, unless you're trying to be an IFBB pro. Well, yeah, and, and you don't want to break anybody's dreams, right? I mean, there are young guys in the sport, in, in, in both powerlifting and, and, well, in all the sports for that matter, that are younger guys and younger gals that have made the decision, you know, to do what they need to do to get to where they're at. Nobody can take that away from them. Uh, but there, these are real decisions that are being made by people who, you surround themselves with with people who who are honest with them, and 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 I think that's the first thing that you have to think about, right? Is making sure that you're doing this because you're, listen, if you're ready to do them, mm -hmm. you're a young guy and you're a phenom, right? You're a genetic freak, and there's things happening, and people are going, wow, you know, you have a legitimate, you know, argument to have a conversation here about right. what the next level. Could yeah, be. and that's and that's important when we're talking IFBB Pro, we're talking Olympia, yeah. like. 99% of the people that take performance-enhancing drugs and work out every single day still will not get there. No, and, <laughs> and you're exactly right. And listen, and a good amount of them aren't even looking at that. And, 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 you know, and maybe that's the right thing, right? It's like the idea of the young basketball player wanting to be in the NBA someday. Just have fun. Slow down, have right. fun, enjoy your sport. You, know, you see a lot of guys take all these lifting sports real seriously, which is great. But enjoy, enjoy it. You know, don't don't stress out on the idea that you have to make these these life changing decisions because they are for some people. Hundred percent. You know, and unfortunately, what you see more and more, and these horror stories become more and more visible because of instant instant media, I say, or social media, uh, that we find these stories out pretty quick when people are, are hurt or sick or injure themselves, and a lot of times it's simply because they're just not doing things the right way, including the supplement and, and, and the PED side of things. You know, right. so uh, my my. You know, my thought is just to tell all the young guys out there that, hey, slow down, slow down, mm -hmm. you know, think about things a little bit, enjoy the sport, enjoy the lifting, you know, enjoy the idea that you've got a lot of work to do and you've got a lot of lifestyle to learn before, you know, that should even be a question in your mind. And, and maybe someday it will be. And maybe someday, you know, you've got a, a good team around you and, and everybody's teaching you the right way to do things and you get things done. And, and maybe you will be that IFBB pro or maybe you'll be that pro in the OCB or maybe you'll be that pro in any other sport. But you know, that's a top. I think this is a great conversation uh, with the right guests. And I've got a couple that are coming our way yeah. that I think we can really get into maybe some of these pros and have a conversation with them and where they were coming from at a young age. You know, but anyhow, we've all got our opinion on it. Yeah. I think for me, I think the best advice that I could give, and listen, I'm nobody. I'm not a great power lifter. I'm not a bodybuilder. I've never been a strong man. And I was a mediocre athlete in high school. But what I have learned through my process is before thinking about performance enhancing drugs, before thinking about really anything else, is you can do a lot of things with getting your diet right. <laughs> sure. Right? Like 99.9% right. <laughs> of the people that I meet in the gym that want to yeah. do these amazing things, I go, what does your diet look like? And then they tell me and I go, don't worry about anything else. 
don't worry about anything else other than fixing your diet. Right, right. That's right. kind of the comedy of it, right? <laughs> you know, you get right right away you hear this talk about what they think they need to use as opposed to what they should actually be doing. And there's the controversy. I mean, therein lies the idea that you have to, you know, you have to get the rest of your house right before you decide you want to paint it, you yeah. know, and, or whatever that analogy is. But in any case, uh, yeah, that, that, that would make a great topic for another day. I, I think we should end that right here because... Good, because I'll keep the, going. Yeah, and I, would, <laughs> and I would too. I've got a lot of opinion on that sort of thing. But, but I think uh, in large part, I, I've got some guests coming up, and I think they're starting next week even, and I think they'll lend a lot of really good insight on this and share some things with some of our younger viewers and the younger listeners that maybe they're having this question with themselves right now. And, and in the future, of course, we can get on some other topics of the same sort with some other guests we have coming on. But in any case, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a great first question. My mind is spinning. Right I know, now. right? I just it's got a lot I of want. Yeah. I kind of want to keep running with it because it is <laughs> such a good topic, but yeah. With that being said, I would like you said I would like to get a guest here that really yes. knows their yeah. stuff yeah. and then have this conversation with them because my my knowledge is limited. Yours is a lot more than mine, but um, you know because it leads itself to the other questions, right? Like we're, like performance enhancing drugs. Obviously, we're talking testosterone and and all, and all kinds of other things, sure. but we're talking SARMs, right? Like those are a whole those are a whole another oh boy, yeah, realm. right. And, and SARMs, hey, listen, I'll touch on that real quick. You know, this SARMs revolution we got going out there right now, it's a bit overwhelming. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan. I don't know shit about them. Uh, I've got some friends that have taken, I don't know, MK 166. I can't even remember now. Right? They're all coming with with letters and numbers attached to them <laughs> um, to, to heal some injuries, and they swear by mm -hmm. them and. Then I've got other friends that have taken them. Listen, my, my, my position on this is pretty cut and dry. You know, you're not doing yourself any justice by doing SARMs over, over steroids. You're just not. It, it, there's no argument that SARMs are better for you than steroids. No, it, you it, know, and I think I say that because I think a lot of guys take them because they think, well, I'm not taking steroids. No, 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 I'm no, no, taking no. SARMs. I'll tell you, you why know? they're taking them. Yeah. It feels less dirty. Well, sure, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it right. feels it feels yeah. like you're taking a vitamin. Right, <laughs> less dirty. I like that. That's what right. it is. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It feels you. You know, they're non-injectable. They're you know for the most part. Right. Like, yeah, see, I, I don't, don't want to know enough I don't, about them. Honestly, it's a droplet or a pill. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to go over too much because I don't want to sell these to the kids. Yeah. By any means. No. But they no. feel less dirty when when in reality they're not. And yeah. and 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 when we're talking actual performance enhancing. They're not on the same level. The jury's level, still so. out on that, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's how I hear about it. Yeah. Is the jury's still out on all these things, and the jury's still out on how how your body responds to them, both from a health standpoint and a and a, and a performance standpoint. Sure. Uh, you know, so I, I've stayed I've stayed away from those, and 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 I know a little bit about it, and I, I really don't care to know awful lot about it in that respect. And, and maybe I'll learn a little bit here on the show with certain people we have on in the future. You know, I don't want to go down that road every week, but you know, I'll, I'll reference a show that I watch. Um, that if you're out there and you're curious about some questions, maybe by some people that are a, a bit more educated in, the, in these areas of SARMs and PEDs, uh, Scott McNally, do you, are you familiar mm -hmm. with Scott McNally? Yep. Scott McNally's got a great podcast out there called Drugs and Stuff. And uh, Scott's, a, as far as I know about Scott, I don't know him personally, but he seems like a legit dude trying to give out good information out there for the right decisions to be made for everybody. And I can certainly appreciate that. I've watched enough of his shows. So I, I think it's called Drugs and Stuff, or it's on Advices Radio, Scott McNally. I'll put it on our, our Instagram for people to follow him. Uh, but he gets some really knowledgeable people on that know the ins and outs of this stuff. And uh, I would say let's start there if anybody's got any questions after the show in that sense. And then in the future, we'll bring on some guests as well that can share some of their insights on this sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. Think, um, yeah. I think the main thing to kind of, kind of end that was both those topics yeah. is, and you touched on it a little bit in, in your answer there, is that when, when, if you ever get to going down that road, that you surround yourself with people that know yeah. what the hell they're talking about. Oh, and, 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 and I, and for the most part, it's not YouTube and it's not, you know, it's not oh, Facebook and, and it's not your buddy in the gym and it's not your buddy in the gym. Yeah. and it's not the guy that's giving you this stuff. Right. I mean, it's not, boy, oh boy, I've heard so many horror stories. I don't even know where to start. We'll probably get a few of them out, but I've heard guys saying, oh, I'm doing my first cycle and I'm doing a thousand MIGs a test. And I'm like, what am I hearing right now? You know, it's, it's, it, and even I know better than that. 
but they're just getting bad information. Sure. And that's what scares me is yeah. the bad information. That's Listen, being it's, it, so. it's with everything guys. Yeah. Like that's the thing, right? Like even nutrition is yeah. not a cut and dried thing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we're, you just, just go on YouTube and, 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 and Google diet and, and see how many different answers you get on what you should be eating to build <laughs> muscle and how much you right. should be eating right. and when you should be eating it. Now take that and do it with something that is, I mean, let's be honest, clinically medical yeah. and, and requires a lot of knowledge yep. um, and, and, and trying to find the right information. So really, it just comes down to if, when you ever do get to that road, um, do your research and find the right people. Find the right people. That's, uh, yeah, you're that, exactly that's right. That's the only way to do it right. Hey, sometimes you don't even need to do your own research because if you find the right people that really care about right, you. Right, 100%. That's what I mean. Yeah. You do the yeah. research to find the right people. Because, boy, it's a slippery slope, right? Yeah, 100%. You know, before you know, you know what because you're... Because people, yeah. people, I hear it all the time. Well, they're like, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger was crammed. Listen, Arnold was surrounded by a team of doctors. Right. Like, sure. And that's the <laughs> biggest example. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah if, you got a, if you got a doctor in your pocket and everybody... But in any case, yeah. So I, I totally agree and... Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's think about that in the future. I'm sure we'll have some more questions coming back on the podcast. And listen, I've got, I'll give you my opinion every time you ask this question. You know, I, I am not a drug-free guy. I've, I've, I've taken performance-enhancing drugs, and I make no bones about it. And I, I, I'm transparent when I tell people that. And, and I, I know that I, personally that I think I've done it the right way. I know what I did. Um, but it's because I did surround myself with those good people. Right. And I feel comfortable. I get my blood work done. I, I know all this stuff. Right. And so, you know, you just got to be prepared to make the right choices and get the right people around you. So with that said, boy, that slide right down that slope, Robbie. Yeah, right. Jeez, I, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Listen, I don't know if you can tell this or not on the yeah. podcast, but I, I haven't taken any. Yeah. I know it's hard to tell with us next to each other. Um, well, well, yeah. So here's That's, the thing, right? Well, you are, right? We're the yin and yang of yeah, this conversation. So, so here, yeah. yeah, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you guys right. a little truth real quick. I've, ever, ever since our first episode, I've been having small man complex because I realize how much bigger than me Joe is. Right. Um, well, wait till we get some of our guests on. Well, here's the, no, 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 I've decided it's okay because you're facing front, I'm facing sideways. So the camera adds weight to you and takes it away from me. We're not that much different in size guys. No, no, we're really close actually. We're really close. close. I'm trying to get down to where you're at. So we're going to meet in the middle (laughs) somewhere. somewhere All right. So those were the two that I had. Um, what else you got? Um, I got a, I got a question and I'm going to lose half our half our uh, powerlifting audience from this one. Oh boy. I yeah, know what it is. I know. Let's go. I know it. Let's right? go, Joe. <laughs> it's uh well, it's a it's it's one that has certainly been a stir, right? Uh the first one was and there's actually two questions and one super easy to answer. This one, well, in my opinion, is super easy to yeah, answer. Yeah, but too. can I I'm going to offend some people when I answer it. Well, I, listen, I I just want your honest opinion, okay. you know. So Send so it. It, it, it's it's the deadlift question, right? The infamous deadlift question. And all we got was uh, conventional versus uh, sumo. And uh, hey, listen, uh, you know, I'm a conventional guy. I'm not a pro power lifter by any stretch. And there's a lot of pros out there that do it the sumo way. And there's a lot of guys out there that do it the conventional way. Is sumo easier than conventional? Yeah. My opinion is yes. For a lot of guys, it's easier than conventional. Uh, there's tall guys that have a little leverage problem with sumo compared to, and they're better at conventional and you see a lot of that going on. But I think personally that sumo needs to be its own division in powerlifting. And and I'm going to stir some hats with that. I'm sure. But that's where I sit on that. Listen, I, 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 sumo, listen, it's a shorter movement for one. It's like an inch, Joe. Well, whatever. It's shorter. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a more centered movement than a conventional deadlift is. is. Uh, Obviously I think, uh, physiologically speaking, it's a bit, it's, it's more, it's comprised of, uh, what do I want to say it for shorter guys in particular, Mm -hmm. the sumo allows them to get more weight on the bar than, than let's say a conventional deadlift. Okay. Listen, maybe I'm a purist, right? You are. My argument. Because I'm an argument. This is our first argument. Well, then why don't you just take it from here? But (laughs) I I can tell you right now that I'm more impressed with a guy deadlifting 800 pounds conventional than I am sumo. And there's a reason you don't see sumo and strongman, because you know those they'd have to come up with like they'd have to start doing bus deadlifts and stuff with these guys, because the cars wouldn't be heavy enough. It's, here's the thing: that's just not right. Okay, that's just not right. All right. All right. First of all, for anybody that says sumo is cheating, like yeah. 
they obviously haven't ever tried sumo because when I like sumo deadlift three fifteen, I feel like a testicle's coming out my anus. <laughs> it is not cheating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number one. Yes. Okay. We can talk about range of motion, which. Honestly, if you measure 90% of people, okay. it's less than a half an inch. It's yeah. not that big yeah. of a difference. But here's the thing. If sumo was actually cheating and it was actually easier, yeah. if that's the case, you would be doing sumo. The reason you're not is because you have a shitty deadlift and you want to complain about something. Well, this wow. is the honest wow. truth. And I'm, that's why I'm going to piss some people off. The people yeah. that go, the conventional deadlifters go sumo is cheating is because they have a shitty deadlift. And that's their fault. Okay, oh, that's number one. Oh, number two, if sumo was easier, yeah. the world record would have been a done sumo. Well, we're talking about a strong man that have got I the don't world care. record. I'm, that's why, what I'm saying. So why didn't he? Why didn't he? Why didn't he? Why didn't he do five hundred five sumo? Because he's a purist. He understands. No, it's not because he's a purist. Yeah. Because he's stronger conventional. And he's six foot nine. He's, Did you hear my com my listen, comment about taller guys? Wouldn't you think taller would shorten his range of motion? If yeah. that's the argument. Well, he the bar isn't wide enough. He'd have to use like a mastodon bar or something because it's you know. Am I losing you right now? I'm not winning this argument. You're not anymore. gonna win this argument. The truth yeah. is, sumo is not easier. Yeah. And to anybody that sumo deadlifts 800 pounds and has testicles, I commend you. Listen, I, I'll give you a hard time. <laughs> I, I've conventionaled my whole life. Listen, I conventional you know, deadlift. Yeah, I, I don't have a preference. Listen, I respect the hell out of these guys that sumo deadlift as much as they do. And Boy, there's a group of them out there right now that I love to watch, and, and these guys are pushing the numbers. I mean, geez, old Pete's eight, nine hundred pounds is not uncommon anymore in a sumo lift. And guys that are in the 220, 242 class, you know, right mm -hmm. around there, uh, thousand pounds is a lot of guys I've seen thousand pounds on Instagram doing that kind of thing. Uh, on what do they call it? You know, not verified, but in any stretch, there's a lot of weight on the bar. So. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just jealous because I didn't get a chance to ever learn sumo, and I'm just too damn old to want to learn it now. So, uh, I'll give you the win on that argument. I'll, I'll give you the win. Chalking it up because maybe not a separate division. Although I'm sure there's a lot of uh, powerlifters out there that might agree with me still. I actually yeah. I, and listen, I don't I don't necessarily not agree with you yeah. in that it, maybe it should have its own separate division. But if that's the case, really, like, why is that? With that's well because because like, I might be right. No, no, no. Oh. I think I think. It makes sense to have, if you're going to have a powerlifting competition, to limit the body motion to the same for everybody. Yeah, I mean that's you know where you saying? can kind of argue that. Yeah, so I can kind of, I can kind of yeah. understand that. Yeah. Um, but if that's the case, then we got to start talking about not sumo squatting, and we got to you know have to squat inside our, our shoulder. You're right. Weight. We start you know, changing a lot like, of rules. It right? becomes a slippery yeah. slope, right? Yeah. So like yeah, yeah. to me, it's lifting the weights, lifting the weight. We have these rules that we follow, and as long as you're inside the rules, you're inside the rules. Right, you know what I wouldn't right. like. You know what I'd like to see done, and you're gonna now now you're gonna be like, well, maybe we shouldn't have a separate division. Is not being able to switch between sumo and conventional, Mr. Coach. Well, yeah, that was just to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> that was just to make a point. Uh, what Robbie's referencing is I Amber, who I, I train in powerlifting. Now she's a conventional girl. She loves conventional. Finally, I'm like, listen, we got to do sumo. We just have to get do sumo here. You're gonna be a better sumo lifter. Uh, she ended up sumo in her third lift in a meet the other day to hit her weight. So anyhow, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. It that was, was fun. fun, and yeah. I think it was awesome. And I love yeah. that you guys use the loophole. Because, yeah, we did. We used because listen, I'm a yeah. I'm Team Amber all the way. So yeah, yeah, as yeah. long as she lifts the weight, I'm in. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Sir, it, people kind of twisted their head when they saw that. So in that fact, good. the announcer yeah. noticed it. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. The announcer said, "Oh, she's going to sumo this time," yeah, which right. was, was pretty fun. I didn't think anybody yeah. would notice. Well, that would keep a lot of people guessing, right? If you became uh, if you became proficient at both, maybe had one in your back pocket. To you conventional guys out there who want to start training sumo, don't tell anybody. And if you get better at it, pull it out on your third lift at competition and, and just watch the, you know, watch everybody light up. So just rake some numbers. Yeah. Just yeah. rake some real numbers. So That'd be fun. in any case, yeah, sumo, uh, the conventional, I think there's an old school, new school mentality and listen, I love them. I love them both. I just only do one. Listen, I only, I only, I only conventional myself. I do train sumo, but I only do conventional. I'm, I feel stronger conventional, but yeah, there's another, you know, go from, let's segue from the sumo deadlift thing uh, into uh, a competition thing. And, and this might be really flipping gears, right? Having some fun with that topic, going to this topic. But I got a, I got a quick uh, uh, question from somebody, and I think it's, you know, it was on Instagram, which makes sense because this battle kind of took place over Instagram. And, and I'll make some quick comments on it, on, about it because I, I, think it's, I think it's the right thing to do. 
So there is a, a bit of a, a infighting going on with uh, two power lifters uh, right now, and one of them's uh, Joe Sullivan, the other one's Derek uh, Thistlewaite, I believe his last name is, and goes by Death Grip Derek uh, on Instagram. Listen, these both these guys are world class power lifters, and I respect the shit out of both of them. So the infighting had something to do with uh, Derek saying some, making some, yeah, rattling Joe's cage apparently or something, whatever it was. And then uh, uh, some exception was taken apparently by the promoter slash uh, maybe the sponsor of the show. And again, I don't have enough information mm-hmm. to even judge any of this. I really don't right. give a shit about you know the infighting because in all actuality, I respect both these guys so much in what they do that, you know what, you're going to get that, right? There's a bickering in sport. There's infighting in sport. There always has been. Uh, like bodybuilding, for instance. I mean, you want to talk about bickering. Holy hell. I mean... Listen, there's only one way to solve this problem, right? Yeah. Thor and Eddie Hollett. Well, there you go. There's a couple of... Box that, it that, out. Might, that might be a little bit more for uh, <laughs> the pageantry of it. But, but my point is, is there's two, two things that I take away from that. I think everybody in sport, including Joe and Derek, and so I, I'm not going to take a side in that because I, I don't know enough information about it. And I, honest to God, I don't really care. Joe and Derek will solve their problem on the platform. Just like bodybuilders 100%. solve it on the on the stage, just like strongmen solve it on the pavement, uh, just like Highland Games and CrossFitters solve it wherever the hell they're they're at. Right? You're gonna talk shit. There's only one way to get it solved in the lifting game. Hundred percent. You get out there and you perform. Period. 100%. It shuts everybody up. Yep. And, and I certainly would hope that everybody invites that. Right? If you're on one end of it or the other, you're saying, okay, I'll see you out there on the platform. I'll yep. see you out there on the pavement. The problem that I had with this, if any of it's true, and and boy, I'm I'm walking down a line here. If at any time a promoter or a sponsor ever gets involved in this type of infighting and tells a guy that he can't be in a show, now again, I'm not pointing at this particular contest uh, because I don't know enough information about it, but it just got me thinking. If we ever reach a point in lifting sports because so many athletes are being sponsored by some bigger sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. And if any of them ever get involved in trying to create a narrative about who's going to be at the show and who's not going to be at the show based on hurting somebody's feelings or something that has nothing to do with them, I got a huge problem with that. Yeah. And I hope that everybody else does too, because that could cause huge problems within the lifting community at any event. Sure. Powerlifting, strongman, bodybuilding. Uh, let the athletes decide this stuff. Listen, they're not, they're all respectable guys. They're all guys that are professionals, whether they're amateurs or not, know how to get the job done. Yep. Let them compete. Yep. And, and take all this other bullshit out of it. No hurt feelings kind of stuff. Listen, we live in this woke world right now. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be woke in lifting sports. We just need to get out there to perform and don't worry about people hurting your feelings. Yeah. Uh, I think we can all agree to that. So that's all I got to say about that. I just thought it was an interesting. I knew it might have been coming down the pipe. I know a lot of people have been paying attention to that. And listen, Joe's a very calculated guy. And, and Derek's a, he's a, he seems to be the kind of guy that's a little more unfiltered. And he's self-proclaimed, says he rattles cages every now and then. Sure. And I don't think this is a mystery to anybody. I mean, these are two powerful guys getting ready to compete at the same show. And damn it, I wanted to see it. So, well, here's you know, here thing. we go. But in any case, I certainly hope that in the future, promoters, sponsors, they just stay out of that mess. It's, it's just not important. It shouldn't be important to them. Let the lifters, let the competitors solve that issue uh, and move on from there. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to be real, they should know better um, to stay out of it. Like... It's only good for the show. Absolutely. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Man. like when two people, Thor and Eddie, go at it, it just makes for a great show. Yeah. And, 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 and I think one of the people that have done this very, very well outside of actually lifting sports um, is, is the UFC. Right, those guys are their their be- oh, their boy. own shit talking, best man. promoters, man, oh, man. right? Yeah. And and yeah. Floyd Mayweather, right? right. Great self promoter. That I, I don't. I'm gonna. Really, you want to really piss some people off? Floyd ain't boxed in fifty and no fights. Yeah, he's he's promoted the hell out of himself right. and then ran around right. and won fifty right. fights. Yeah. Like, listen, he's done a great job at what he does. Sure, so I'm gonna sure. take nothing away from that guy because he come over here and beat me up and he's from Grand Rapids. So, um, I don't want to you know I don't want any beef with Floyd, but sponsors just need to stay out of that. In fact, it's only good for their business anyways. You know, like for yeah. the most part, you know, and like let's turn it and run with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and so. again, I don't know what, what the situation yeah, was there. It I just it got me down that rabbit hole thinking, what if we start living in a place in the lifting community where all of a sudden people got to watch what they say to somebody else? I mean, 
Come on, let these guys get up there and compete for it. You know, we just saw it in bodybuilding, Nick Walker. And I mean, you know, it's kind of a little set up sometimes. I can't remember who the guy was in particular that was kind of talking a lot. And Nick did, Nick's a, a young professional and he did the right thing. He stayed away from it, right? Because if you're going to do anything and you don't want to get in, just stay away from it. But in any case, Nick got up on stage, took first place in New York Pro, and hey, enough said. Yeah, I listen, mean, that's it, right? You, you really shut the fuck up. You want just, the best yeah, answer? Go right. beat him on the beat him on the court. Exactly. Right? That's exactly. that's always the best answer. Yeah, yeah. So to me, I, that's the way we all want to see it go down. That's how. It and be sometimes done. you're in either camp, and sometimes you're just there to watch the show. And I think ultimately, you know, we've seen that play out more than once. That we've all kind of seen what, or heard what was going on. And I can tell you right now, from from my my old competitive days. Honestly, it was happening all the time. You it's, just it's didn't even know it. You just don't hear. Yeah, you just didn't hear right. it then, right? It yeah, was, but you're getting the best out of these guys. It, it was the part. It was part of the game then. That was what it was. Absolutely. Back, you know. Absolutely. Um, like you said, you kind of you kind of alluded to it, and I don't want to go down this new world woke topic, but um, back then it was just that's part of the game. Like, yeah, I remember playing high school football, which was still over 20 years ago, and and you know being told when I tackle somebody. You know, to whisper certain things in their ear. Different, different you know, generation, right? Different, sure. Yeah, like yeah. like really attackable things about their father. You well, know, and it was boy, like, boy, yeah. and it was like, right. wow, you know, that was part of the game. That was part of the game. For you some know? of you heathens, it was. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> God, I never did stuff like that. Yeah, well, you didn't do that. No, oh, yeah, no. okay, well, you well, probably punching them in the balls. Oh, 100 percent. You know, yeah. you ever heard about the oil change in wrestling? Yeah. We'll talk about that later. No, let's but. not. It's frightening sounding. Yeah. So in any case, I, you know, I. I think that's what's great about lifting sports in general, and it's great about all sports, right? I mean, there's big talkers out there. There's guys that don't talk and show up, and sometimes the big talkers win, and that's yeah. just the way it goes. Unfortunately. And some guy, sometimes there's a battle, man, and there's, both guys walk away winners because nobody's going to doubt the effort they put in, and, and I think ultimately there's just respect. At the and end. I was going to say, ultimately, yeah. that's what happens, right? Yeah. Ultimately, everybody yeah. actually wins, um, even if you lost. Like, there's, here, Listen, make no bones about it. When we're talking lifting sports, when we're talking athletics in general, we all respect the work that another person Absolutely. has put in at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah. I'm going to talk all kinds of shit to you until we perform. And then whoever, at the end, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a big ass hug and be like, yeah, yeah. we both worked our asses off. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Or even, even apart from the hug, I think there's always that mutual admiration where you're looking at the guy going, okay, good job. We'll see you at the next one. Yeah. I got, I got you next time. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. uh that's great. I, I miss those days, actually. Now you got me reminiscing in the back of my head. But well, if you weren't so damn old, Joe. Oh, I know it. I know it. <laughs> Age gets you, right? As I'm limping up the steps to get here. Um, so speaking of uh, speaking of uh, strongman, because we we brought that up a couple times. I have a couple guests coming our way. Uh, throw those out here now, and, and towards the end, I've got a couple other cool announcements. But uh, Sean Shoemaker, he's from uh, Youngstown, Ohio. I uh, just did the South Carolina competition out there on, on the, what is it, the South Carolina Clash on the Coast. Clash on the Coast. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I was, yeah, yeah, it actually, yeah, that was yeah. it. Right, right. It's on ESPN, and uh, Sean did great. And, and Listen, Sean is just the epitome of a badass strongman. I mean, he looks the part. He acts the part. He's, he, he's, he's, what, he's what you think of when you think of a strongman, right? I mean, the guy's just got the gritty appeal to him, and he's super strong and athletic, and at least when I think Does of Does he strongman. have a beard? He does, and I was getting ready to say, he, Sean is running, yeah, he has the beard, so it, it makes it official. He's the guy. So anyhow, I've, I talked to Sean the other day. Uh, he and I are going to get together soon, or maybe we will. You and I have talked about doing a little road, road uh, what do you call it, a little uh, uh, on-the-road type podcast, yeah. and, and maybe we'll go down to Ohio because there's a few people we want to talk to down there. Anyhow, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. So he's the first, and the next one is, uh, and I don't want to, yeah, Nick. I, I wanted to make sure that was right. Nick O'Hare. Nick O'Hare was the 2021 U.S. Uh, United States Strongman National Champion at 90 kilograms, which is uh, what's that under 215 pounds it's, or something it's, like that. It's uh, 200 on 200 yeah, pounds. because uh, I'm a 93 kilogram powerlifter. Yeah, so. my um, conversion rate. I still can't do it. 2.205. Yeah, okay. It's yeah, it's too much. Put 2.204. Like a, like a long mass equation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in any case, Nick O'Hare and, and, and Nick's a great guy, and and I actually saw Nick compete not too long ago, and. Yeah, he's that guy. He's that guy that you look at and go, holy hell. I mean, you know, his athleticism. I, Nick likes to walk around no shirt on at Strongman shows because he's that guy. You know, he's got the abs flowing and stuff. But super, super uh, competitive guy, uh, super uh, big resume as far as his wins go and where he's at and where he's going. So we're going to have him soon. And, and the question is kind of when, and we're talking about that, but it'll probably be in the next couple, two or three weeks here, sometime between now and the middle of September, I'm guessing, as we spoke. Yeah. 
Um, and then also, too, since we're getting on who we got coming in, uh, we've got Shannon Seely uh, in this one. Is, Super excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, she is um, 2020 uh, USA uh, third place, Junior USA's, 2018 Junior USA's uh, runner-up. She's won the Central State. She's won the Western Michigan. I talked to her on the phone the other day, and Shannon and I know each other a little bit through a mutual friend, but I called her on the phone the other day. We were talking about the podcast and kind of telling her what we wanted to hear from her a little bit in respect to her story and stuff. And, and I goes, and I just got one question for you. Why are you not a pro yet? And we just kind of laughed about that. I said, don't answer that. We're going to wait till you're in the show. We'll on the show. But she's getting ready actually right now for the North Americans. So uh, by the time we actually talk with Shannon, well, no, we'll take that back. We're going to talk to her next week. I think the show is like in three weeks. But we're going to do a follow-up call with Shannon. I already said, listen, right after your show, we got to get together again because we want to hear all about it. And I think uh, we might be pleasantly surprised uh, that she's going to be right where she Dude, thought she she'd be. She looks amazing. Yeah. Isn't she crazy? Yeah. I mean, geez, oh, Pete's. If you guys, I'm going to put it on the Instagram page, but you guys got to check Shannon out. And I'm so glad to have her as, as our first guest because she really epitomizes sort of the origin story and what gym life's all about. And where she's headed, where she's already gone is just going to be amazing. So, uh, And then lastly, we got a guy named uh, uh, Lucas Walton. Uh, Lucas, uh, wow, I'm taking these deep dives right now and I'm just finding some super interesting people. Lucas is a guy from Utah. He just did uh, the, the Highland Fling out there. Uh, so he's a Highland Games guy. Listen, we and said I, I Highland Games. I couldn't wait to have a Highland Games yeah, guy. Yeah, we said it. Because I think Highland Games, I'm telling you, you, secretly I think you might be my favorite because there's just so much history behind that sport. And I love it, right, because it set the stage for all the big lifting sports. So I'm completely okay with saying that. And I don't think I'll get a lot of disagreement from the powerlifting and strongman community on that, on that note uh, because we can respect those guys and the history behind it is pretty awesome. But Lucas, uh, this is I found fascinating he, he is the youngest guy on the planet ever to carry the Hughesfelt stone. Uh, what do they call it? Folk? Boy, you Highland. See, I told you Highland Games. I, I wrote it down. What's it called now? I told you I was going to get this wrong. It is called uh, Fulsterker. Fulsterker. Let me get that right. Fulsterker. <laughs> and that means full distance, which is 50 okay. meters. And oh, by the way, do you know how much the Hughesfelt stone weighs? No. 400 plus pounds. Yeah. 408 pounds, I think, but we'll, I'm sure we'll get somebody in to correct me if I'm wrong. That's crazy. Listen, we actually have a guy that will probably correct you. Yeah. Because okay. one of our friends, who you know very well, yeah. um, listened to our podcast when we were talking about Strongman and we were talking about the, the caber. Yeah. And, and we, I called it a saber and then we all laughed about yeah, it yeah, for yeah, a while. Yeah. He was screaming at his television the actual name yeah, of it because yeah. he's in love with that I know what you're talking about. So. I caught some shit for that. He messaged me. And yeah, he's going to let us know. Yeah, so anyhow, Cody, that's out for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but in any case, this, this Lucas, Lucas, man, uh, he's a teenager, right? He's 19 years old now. He competed at Strongman Nationals last year, Strongman Corp Nationals. As Now, he, this guy can compete as a teen, right, if he wanted to. Right. He didn't. He competed as a men's heavyweight in, in the open class. I, I will find out how he did. I'll, I'm going to leave a lot of these unanswered questions for our viewers and myself when we ask them. But uh, he's, a, he's a USAPL raw uh, world record holder. Mm. Uh, not USAPL. I'm not sure, but it's a raw. I'm not sure if that was the organization or not. But in any case, raw powerlifter record holder. This guy's a 700 deadlifter in high school or just out of high school. Uh, he's a four and a half, you know, 470 bencher and a 600 squatter. I mean, talk about a bright future. If yeah. You can't get excited about guys like this. Listen. This is crazy. He, he's 5'10", 250 pounds. I would say the only thing going against him, and he probably would agree with me. Of course, he's on top of the world right, right. now is he's 5'10". But, hey, you don't have to be the tallest guy in the world to be the strongest guy in the world. And, and right now, he's uh, doing some pretty impressive things. So we're going to have Lucas Walton on. Uh, I don't know. We're going to talk with him probably in the next week or so, see if we can't do some type of Zoom call podcast with him. And he's going to teach us an awful lot about his origin story in Highland Games, and I can't wait to hear it. Good. So. Yeah, and I've got to get him on here so I can yell at him about being, you know, um, 19 and, and a yeah. record holder in powerlifting, right. right, which is what I was just talking about on it's our last episode. It's right? No, because no, I'm okay. old and it's only going downhill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I step on a platform with guys like that who, you know, are in my weight class. That 250 is actually out of my weight class, but not far from my weight class. And, you know, and he uh, makes me look really small. 
Yeah, he, he's going to make us all look pretty small, I have a feeling. But uh, I certainly I can't wait for his story because I know he's going to motivate. Yeah, good uh, for him, man. I'm excited, yeah. too. And motivate a lot of young guys out there. But motivate probably a lot of us older fellows that say, hey, we still got one left in the tank. Let's get out there and get it done. So in any case, um, questions, questions. What were any other questions? I, those were the ones that I had. I'm trying to think if we had any other ones. We got one. We got one on uh, – we got a – a few the the bodybuild or a few of the powerlifting questions this time. Mm. Which you, you, it's because of all the powerlifting talk that you gave last time, apparently, and you know your your, your new sort of found love for the sport. Well, I mean, um, I don't know if people know this, but like yeah. I'm I'm training for the masters division. I'm coming for you, forty year olds, and I'm gonna wreck some people. What's that? Three years away, right? So two. you're giving you two years away, two. so you're giving yourself plenty of time to yeah. get ready for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you heard that right here first. Uh, yep. Robbie's coming to take the masters division and. I remember when I finally got old enough to do the Masters Division, I can remember being younger going, I'm never going to do the Masters Division. Like I thought maybe it wasn't the cool, cool. It's Right. Yeah. Now as I'm older, I realize, wait a second, these guys are gritty. and Listen, fucking... I was excited to do that. Yeah. I, I was like, I can't wait to do Masters. And then I started looking at some of the Masters numbers. That's I, what I'm saying. These yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> they didn't stop. They didn't stop. Yeah. These are the same strong same guys. Same dudes. They're, yeah, they're not changing. Right. I mean, that that's crazy, right? So, yeah, careful what you wish for. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And these guys are walking around with probably fewer injuries too, right? Yeah. So... Uh, the, that's fun, but we got this question about uh, what is it? R, R, RPE, right? Yeah, uh, rate yeah, yeah. Uh, rate of perceived exertion. Rate of perceived perceived exertion, and, and I'm sure some of you guys are familiar with RPE out there. Uh, I would like to take an RPG to the <laughs> RPE, and if you don't know what that is, it's a handheld rocket, and just blow it up because it's ridiculously overrated in my opinion. And here's why. Yes, give it to me. So RPE was. Uh, was a metric to to a metric that was applied to athletic performance to determine uh, what to determine your, um, your 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 determine your where you were at with the rep mm-hmm. right as far as whether it was hard not hard right. whatever okay yep. and this metric originally started out as a twenty point system I don't know if you knew that or not twenty points so it had one to twenty twenty being the hardest. Uh, exertion, right? The hardest yep. effort yep. to lift a weight, one being, you know, off the scale, kind of like picking up a butterfly or something, right? And uh, so now we see a lot of power lifters using this term RPE. And every time you see a damn post out there, you see a deadlift of 700 pounds and a guy will say, RPE is seven. <laughs> Here, here's the problem with RPE. Can we just get over it, right? RPE is so damn subjective. I mean, what happened well, to the days we just perceived. said, wow, that was a lighter yeah. lift, or wow, that killed me, or wow, that was uh, a little heavier than I thought. You know, I think now we're just rating it by number. But it's really subjective because at any point we know we can go in the gym and we can say, well, I, I, you know, it was a bad day at work today and I had a tough one. And, and you're really going to rate your RPE, right? So we're going to put this sort of rating of perceived effort in with all these other factors that are involved, whether it be, uh, you know, lack of food, lack of yeah. sleep, lack of you know, maybe maybe overtraining for the week or, or, or put in a deadlift day at the backside of a week when you already did legs three days prior. I mean, it's really kind of a thing that I think is overused in the powerlifting community. Uh, RPE, in my opinion, uh, isn't something you would base necessarily. I see it kind of put into like the metrics now to like to sort of like develop programs or programming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, sort of ask yourself to get a certain exerted effort out of a single lift it kind of wasn't developed for that. It was developed more for, uh, developed more for like continuous intense training, like let's say running or hit, Mm -hmm. you know, like a a 60 second set or something or a more high rep or high volume kind of thing. You know, they talk about like reps in reserve or RIR goes with RPE. And that's basically saying, so how many reps in reserve would you have in this calculation sort of thing to go with RPE? Sadly, though, with the one rep max, that's really difficult to determine that. Uh, you know, the idea behind saying that I did my RPE at a seven, well, how many reps do I have in reserve? Well, that's a good question for one, even yeah. if it exists as an extra rep or not. Yeah. And secondly, what if you came in next week and did the same lift and your RPE was a nine? What does that tell you? Right. I mean, so I think there's some misinformation out there. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of RPE. Mm-hmm. I think that there's other ways to get the job done. I think there's. I think you're better off as a power lifter to work in percentages. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you're better off and work in block programming. I think yep. you're better off working with the matrixes that are available out there. Uh, I think RPE kind of mucks stuff up a little bit. I would. And, agree. and let me finish with this. Yeah, go ahead. And long-winded. I see a lot of powerlifting trainers 
throwing RPE into their sort of their new spiel about how they want to train people. And mm -hmm. listen, you know, every time something new comes along, everybody wants to jump on it. It doesn't always work, and no. I think RPE is a perfect example of that. And again, just my opinion. Yeah, I'm sure I, I'll lose the other half of our powerlifters now, but well, in any case. I'm going to jump in camp with you on that because yeah. I actually agree with you. I think RPE is currently being used as a way for people to sell programs yeah. online, yeah. as an online training, because yeah. it gives the perception of an easy way to know how much weight somebody's should be working with, right? So what I mean by that is that like as a coach, I can say, hey, I want you to do 10, you know, this bench press at an RPE of eight, figure out your weight. Yeah. How are you feeling that day? Because I can't be there as a coach. So I can't see yeah. your Yeah, effort. I like that approach. You know right? what I'm saying? So saying. like, yeah. so I think it's being used a lot that way. Um, and I think that's kind of what the intent is for it now is that like, I, if I'm a coach and I can't coach you in person, I can say, hey, feel it out, get, you know, get to where you're thinking you're putting in about eight or 80% of your maximum effort. And that's what I want you to be working right. at, right? Right. The problem with it is, is I think it gives people an excuse to be lazy. And that uh, this is where I'm going to piss people off, right? I think it's like, like, yeah, man, that was that was an RPE of eight. Cool. What percentage of your max was it? Seventy percent. Well, then you're being lazy, right? Because that was not an eight, right? Like yeah. to me, like that's not an eight. Like an eight is 85 percent, ninety percent. Like that's an eight. In fact, you should never have an RPE of ten. That should sit you down in your squat. To me, right. <laughs> you right. know, right. so like, again, yeah, it's unachievable. Yeah, it's, yeah, right. it's subjective, yeah. right? So yeah. if I'm getting trained that way and, and my coach is like, I, man, I want, I want all these reps at an RP of nine, I'm going to be a sore dude yeah. because I'm going to give it a nine. Whereas my buddy may, may give it a seven and call it a nine, right? Like, well, it just, I think like you said, I, it muddies things up. It does muddy thing up. I think that, I think the idea that perceive <laughs> is even in the... In the, uh, that's acronym. the problem. Percep that's the problem, yeah. right? It's a perception. It, yeah. And if it's self-perception, and that's what well, it is, that truly mucks it up. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's it's self-perception. Yeah. Whereas I think you, like you said, I think you're better off, you're better, more well served working in percentages. We're yeah, doing this at 80%. We know what you should do. Listen, here's my analogy. Like effort isn't perception. There's a mathematical equation for intensity. Yeah. And that mathematical equation is 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 in percentages of your one rep max, and that's the truth. And yeah, like you yeah. can figure it out by math what your body should be able to do. Now, whether you can or not that day, obviously that's always nutrition and sports, sure. right? Absolutely. But really, yeah. and that's and listen, that's a bad training day. That's yeah. a bad. I should be right. working in the eighty percent. I couldn't do eighty percent today. Drop it down to seventy five. Do what yeah. you need to do to get the job done. But that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm going to just, I should only, I'm going to throw a fictional number out there and be like, well, this is my seven. Yeah, I, I, that's where it kind of muddies it up a bit. I think in training with percentages, at least, you know, even on a bad day, you can always discover why that day was And bad, that's exactly you know? it, right? Yeah. When we're training in percentages, now I know. Yeah. Like, listen, I should be able to do this. Why can't I do this? Well, oh, well yeah. look what I did today. Look how yeah. I didn't sleep. Look how, you know, right. I haven't eaten. I haven't, you know, so. Well, I, I think the hardest part for me is sometimes I see these, these workout programs that have do RPE and percentages and periodization. And <laughs> it's like, holy shit. It's like looking at an algebra equation, you know, and ultimately, and I think sometimes that just, listen, training isn't that complicated. No, 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 no. And I think every time one of these newfangled sort of ways or these metrics come out to measure, and I get it, there's some people that are just into that shit. There's nerds. Uh, yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah. I mean, you, you are a nerd. There's no doubt about that. But I, I think, uh, I think it just muddies it up. Let's just get back to lifting weights. Listen, a bit. here's the. You know what? I, let me say this before okay. you, because right. I got to give you a second to cool off after calling you a nerd. Good. Um, I used to. I don't. I don't even know if they call it the Anthony Clark. When I was younger, I did this matrix called I think Anthony Clark. I, I might be wrong with that. But it was just guys. Everybody knows the bench matrix. It's still out there. The and I, I yeah, the power matrix, right? And uh, you know, I would use it for bench press back in the day. Man, and it worked beautifully. And it was a great way to hold yourself accountable to a block of numbers. Still works. And if you had a bad week. I fuck, you had a bad week. Yep. You go back to those numbers. Yep. You don't say, well, I had a bad week, but if I had a good week, I could just move on to the next set of next block, you know? And it, it, it really held you accountable, especially when you didn't have a coach. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you couldn't afford a coach. You just didn't know where to look or whatever the case may be. Because, geez, oh, Pete's, if we had the availability of people nowadays, uh, it could have been a different sort of world back when you were younger. If, sure. you, if you could afford it, right? Yeah. 
Uh, but that's just a great way to do it. So talking to guys out there that are just looking for something a little bit different to carry them through, that, that those matrix blocks work great, man. They are just a way to hold yeah. yourself accountable and get the job done. Yeah, and, and, and you know. for power, you know, going back to the old, you know, the five three two programs, right? Sure, like it's, I sure. Mean, that's, oh, that's they're what tried I'm and true, they're yeah. proven. Here's the thing, and this is what I was going to say when you were calling me a nerd and we're talking about all the new fangdangle yeah, things yeah, and periodization. Yeah. Periodization's a real thing. It's been in training programs forever, yeah. but we had to give it some fancy-ass name to sell it. Here's the truth, and this is why I became a trainer is I am sick of people overcomplicating straight. Yes. Like we have this yeah. fucking secret knowledge that isn't already out there and we keep reinventing the wheel. Listen, yeah. all of this shit's the same shit that's been there since 1940. Right. We just keep naming it something different and reselling it to you. Well, and, and that you shit gotta be relevant, right? It's all about relevant. This shit pisses me yeah. off. Like, I, yeah, I know. listen, like there's, yeah. th there's so much confusion out there over literally everybody saying the same fucking thing. We can sit across the table and argue about the same thing yeah. and we'll argue just two different names. Fight. It's just yeah. a different fucking yeah. name. And this is why yeah. I became a trainer because it really, like, like, listen, there's no secret out there. You want to lose rate? Calories in, calories yeah. out. This is this this is the science. Well, calories in. Yeah, I don't give a shit. In, calories calories out. in, calories yeah. out. It's really that simple. It yeah. works every single fucking right. time. I mean, that's like, a part of it, right? Like yeah. it, it really does work every fucking right. time. See now, like, now, see now, I'm ready to have that, that argument listen, with you. Well, listen, I'm not talking about building that. muscle. Yeah. I'm not talking about. I'm talking if yeah. you want to lose weight, calories in versus calories out. Period. End of story. We yeah. start talking about building muscle. We have a different thing, right? But like, it's not a cool. Okay, let me go back. There's, there are some there are some dietary restrictions. Let's not there even go some, down there. But I don't want to go down the road. No, no. Calories in versus calories out, right? You want to build muscle. Your protein should be at a certain level. Your fat should be at a certain level. You want energy. Your carbohydrates should be at a certain level. We keep reselling the same bullshit over and over again because yeah. we want to make it sound cool and fancy. and want to feel like you need to have a trainer to lose weight. You really don't. Listen, go online and there's a TDE calculator that'll tell you how many fucking calories sure, you should sure. eat and you yeah. eat those fucking calories and you're gonna lose weight period of discussion so i'm done with that moving on yeah yeah okay uh <laughs> yeah that's a big door uh, bro yeah. i could like I literally know. like well, I, this is i'm passionate about this like you I, you, you call are. me a nerd because i i like listen man like, you're i'm sorry right. i didn't mean that was i was just listen, a, i'm fucking mad yeah, now okay. i'm not a nerd right, i'm right. passionate about this right, stuff so do you forgive me i forgive you okay you're bigger than me so don't listen to me listen to joe yeah no i you're you know there's i there's just a lot of this relevancy right i mean you look at kind of the fitness industry in general and lifting in the gym community you know everybody's just trying to be uh re you know relevant and and sometimes you take on these new ideas like rpe and these different uh you know ways to lose weight or these different training programs and listen i understand why i, I get that so i'm not a hater i, I get that you know we're always going to see sort of this change and you know all of a sudden it's hypertrophy and then one day it's power building and one day it's Listen, it's just, again, recycled. And, and, and none of this matters if you're not willing to put in the work. Yeah, at the end of the Period. day, you got to work. Yeah. Period. Listen, that goes back, to, that goes back to, to, to when we were talking about PEDs. The truth is, like, people are like, oh, I could take PEDs yeah. and become an IFBB pro. Do you know how many hours those people spend in the fucking gym a day? Like, yeah. you can't become an IFBB pro just because you took PEDs. Those guys are in the gym three hours a day. No, They're in, like, their food is dialed and the even if in. You, even if you're that guy, you know, I guess making our way back around to that, even if you're that guy that, that does all the right things, sometimes you just don't have what it takes, period. And we see that a lot. And there's some hardworking guys yep. out there. One of the guys back in the, you know, back in the 90s, Dave Palumbo, I mean, he never got his pro card. Yeah. I mean, the dude was arguably one of the biggest mass yeah. monsters out there. And yeah, for whatever reason, he didn't score right. And, you know, you can debate how people looked then and now and all that stuff. But he, he was a legitimate bodybuilder. And so sometimes it just doesn't Well, it's just, like, it's just like powerlifting. It depends on who shows up to the show. Well, that and, and, <laughs> and quite frankly, yeah. Some guys are just, you know, your stumbling block may be a certain lift. Maybe yeah. you just can't put a, a good a total together because there's just something that kind of gets in your way. And same thing with strongman. You know, we find out that even the best guys, the guys that you think should be there every year, they just fall a little short because perhaps there's just something going on that they just can't overcome. And, and that's for no lack of effort. That's for no lack of trying to get the job done. Yeah. It's just some of us are made to be better than others. It's as simple as that. And, and all we can do is put our work in, put our effort in to try to, try to get there. Copy so, that. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, where are we at now? That's it, man. That's all I got. I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm fired up, and I'm like... Yeah, I tell I, you, this is a crazy show. Talk about a sophomore experience, right? Uh, our second show. I mean, we're almost fist to cuffs here. Talking listen, about, we're going to fight. I, listen, yeah, it's going to happen in one of these shows. We're going to get an argument. I'm going to walk off the set. We'll flip this. I got this Rowdy Roddy Piper shirt that I'm going to wear soon because I, I watched this series on A&E. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it was it. amazing. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Any wrestling fans out there? When I was a kid, I loved wrestling, so I watched these. I didn't... He was actually well before my time, but 
in any case, so A&E's got those uh, documentaries. Yeah, and they're actually really yeah, they well yeah, done. Even if you're not a wrestling yeah, fan, they they're are. really yeah. well done. So I, so I had my daughter, she bought me for my birthday a Rowdy Roddy Piper t-shirt. So when I wear that, we'll flip this table and, you know. Yeah, we'll, that'll we'll be the end of the show. Yeah, I'll be ready to rock. <laughs> but in any case, uh, we just want to say again, this show was hodgepodge and all over the place with our question and answers. And we're going to get some good, relevant people in here to talk about these things in a little bit more depth and, yeah. sh and share yeah. a little bit. And we got some of those people coming on board. Uh, but boy, it's been a fun ride so far, everybody. This last week has just been a whirlwind. Uh, you know, the amount of uh, good word that we've gotten from everybody out there and uh, has been, geez, I don't, I don't think we've heard too much negative I, here and there, some critiquers, but I'm okay with not, that too. And not yet, yeah. Yeah, we made some changes already. So in any case, uh, we want to keep this show relevant. We want to keep this show moving in the direction that all of our listeners want it to move in. Uh, so keep the questions coming, keep the uh, information uh, coming our way about other people out there within the community that maybe you want us to mention here. Uh, as usual, I'll make a post later, put in some of the people that we discussed here today and, and get those out to you on Instagram and follow them. They're all good people and they're all worth checking into. Uh, and outside of that, our next show is going to be, well, August 10th, hope, or not August 10th, August 17th, Yep. right? So every week, every uh, week. we're going to get Shannon in here this week and we're going to have a great talk with her. We'll get some information about her out this week as well. We can't wait to share it with you. So get ready to join us again uh, August 17th. Keep the good word out about gym life. Uh, and uh, that's all we can ask. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.